0: She the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hey,
1: everyone! Welcome back to another exciting episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, the show about the nanny, which was also a show in the '90s on the television, starring Fran Drescher. We are not on the TV. We are in your ears. Who are we? I am Shondi Pasquale here with Toria Sheffield. That's right. And this week. We are talking about season four, episode 13 of The Nanny. The episode title, Kissing Kissing Cousins. Cousins. And my God, did they deliver (laughs) on that title. They really (laughs) delivered. This one was directed by Dorothy Lyman and written by Karen Lucas. And if I were a more um, puritanical person, I would be like, they should be ashamed of themselves.
0: Well, in this episode, in case you didn't already figure out from the title, Fran meets a cute guy, only to find out they're cousins.
1: Which wouldn't have been so bad if there wasn't at least two hardcore makeout scenes leading up to the reveal of that.
0: And and as far as we know, I mean, it could have been more than makeout, but we'll <laughs> get there.
1: Okay, I, I need a um, vomit drop for this episode to, so like, you know, like a sound drop of let's like let's someone going, like,
0: bleh. Stop pretending that you don't kiss all your cousins on the mouth all the time. You're-
1: all my cousins are dead. This is very insensitive.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you gave them venereal disease.
1: No. Okay, so, okay, so we open with Fran in a ridiculously horrendous bridesmaid dress. She looks like, I think, as they say in the scene, little Bo Peep.
0: Yes, yes, it's incredibly absurd. Um, and Sylvia is there helping her try it on. And she literally goes, "Fran, no one's going to be looking at you. You're a bridesmaid, not a bride," which clearly depresses Fran. And only to, to, to make things work worse, Brighton comes in and he makes a meme comment, like basically like, "Hey, little bope, where's your sheep?" And then Sylvia is <laughs> like, "When did he become Elsa Clench, who's a famous <laughs> fashion journalist?" Um, and then. We get to the next scene. Fran and Val Ooh, are out at boy. a swing. Huh?
1: I was so excited. This episode had everything. I loved this scene. I we, love this episode. We got vintage uh, 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 swing. Like, well- so as soon as they, I realized they were in a swing bar. I was like, okay, it makes sense. This is popular because this show either takes place in the mid '90s when swing had a revival, or the 1945.
0: Well, <laughs> and we should say only two um, times
1: where swing clubs were relevant or even existed.
0: Well, and to be clear for people who are not aware, this is not a swingers club. It is the literal swing club with like '40s dancing, which again had had a huge revival for about. 11 months in the
1: 90s <laughs> yeah i mean the movie swingers came out and that movie heavily featured a bunch of swing music revivalist bands such as big bad voodoo daddy and cherry poppin and daddies and the success of that movie plus the success of its soundtrack sales back when music was sold on albums um like catapulted swing music very briefly to also keep in mind the mid 90s was also when ska was in its the third third wave of ska was also in its heyday so you already had an audience primed for like lighter songs with a lot of horns and then like brian setzer's orchestra popped and you know i said Pop and daddy's had their zoot suit riot song got big so like it was huge. Like, I'm not underest. I'm not like... Un- I don't think we can undersell or oversell rather like that this was big, big enough that like, yes, even a, you know, network primetime sitcom felt completely confident about being like, yeah, they're in a swing bar because that's what people are doing right now. That's what cool young people are doing is their swing dancing.
0: Well, this also led to a very funny exchange because <laughs> Fran and Val are sitting at the bar and Fran's like, I can't believe no guy has asked us to dance. And Val goes, Val goes... Well, if you really want to dance with someone, Fran, I'll dance with you. And then Fran goes, huh, I never pictured myself swinging with you, Val, kind of Uh with like the double entendre. And then Val goes, really? You never had that fantasy? (laughs) And Fran goes, no. Val goes, me neither. And I'm like, wow, did we just uncover a huge detail about Val that we'll probably never bring up again, but also explains so much. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It made me laugh so hard. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know how,
1: like. Like, it seems pretty obvious Val's got a huge crush on Fran, but, like, I, I, crush, I wouldn't go that know. far. I,
0: I think if anything, Val would be the person who, like, never knew she was gay her her entirely.
1: <laughs>
0: but so, um, well, and I also, it's really funny because I, I wrote, this would explain so much about, about Val. And then I was like, also, I feel like this kind of would explain something about CeCe. No sooner did I think that did Oof. CeCe show up. <laughs> and it turns out she comes to this bar all the time. And Fran and Val invite her to sit down. And she's like, well, okay, okay. But I'm not staying long. I'm just here for a tall black Russian. And Fran, Fran goes, I'd be happy with a short tan Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says that. And who appears but Jon Stewart. Oh. But before he was the John. Stewart, we know of today. He was just young, aspiring comedian and actor, John Stewart. Still right. very charming. Pre I Pre-death to him on the mouth
1: John Stewart. My
0: cousin. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, and he's like, um, did somebody order a short Jew? She had a very distinct voice, <laughs> and so uh, CC and Val kind of like you know back off because they realize he's there for Fran, and he like ends up mentioning that he's a doctor. It did it, did. it did
1: feel. It did feel weird to me how quickly she's back to going on a date after the last episode. It felt a little True. disconnected to me. Totally. I, like, enough that I noted it where I was like, ah, it's weird. It feels like a weird, I guess you're not having the benefit of watching them a week apart. So maybe there's like something to be said for like having that week to digest and it feels like more time is moving, you know, because like in your real life it's happening that way. Um, but watching them, binging them back to back as as I did for the this one and the previous one, I was like, ooh, wow. That feels like we made no progress in the last episode. <laughs>
0: totally. And other things that happened in this episode, you're like, oh, yeah, this feels like the last like three episodes didn't happen. Didn't but happen at all. Yes. I oh, totally yeah. agree. But so okay. um, later that week, we cut back to the mansion. Fran's dressed in this um, really, really sexy leopard print dress, and she's getting ready for her date with... Bob, who is the guy that Jon Stewart plays and Mr. Sheffield finds out like she's going on a date and he clearly tries to play it cool, but he's like instantly threatened as usual. And Niles is like, "Miss Vine, your young man has arrived. And then like quietly to Mr. Sheffield, he goes in his $80,000 Porsche. And then Mr. Sheffield <laughs> like, is it a convertible? And Niles is like, no. <laughs> he goes, mine's a convertible. <laughs> and Niles goes, plus yours has that cool window, Garfield. That made me laugh out loud because <laughs> if people will remember there used to be these stupid stickers that people would put on their windows. It was Garfield, the cat. And it kind of looked like he was like hanging off the side of your car. <laughs> and the fact that Mr. Sheffield like would be delighted by that enough to stick it to his car. Well, I thought love the it.
1: implication was more that he's old and has children. So like, yeah, he's got like the convertible version of that very expensive car, but like he's also a dad and like not See, young and cool. That oh. that was what I, I pulled from that. Not that it was like his thing, but like, yeah, he's got kids. So of course he's got like a Garfield sticker on the side of his car.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair, I guess. We then cut to the date with, it's like, it's not actually the date. We cut to kind of after the date. Yeah. Fran and Bob um, are at his super nice apartment after like an evening out and they're sitting on the couch and they start kissing. They don't even start kissing. I would say they start making out. And we cut to Fran's internal monologue. <laughs> at first I was not on board with this. And then I got very on board like Me 10 too. seconds in because too. she's like, oh, Maybe like, you know, maybe this is the guy I'm going to marry. And she goes, I'll be just like Alexis in Dallas. Um, Dynasty. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Why do I say, why did I say Dallas? That's so weird. Um, Yeah. She cuts to Alexis in Dynasty. Um, Which by the way, both
1: shows I know nothing about. So I, while I enjoyed this sequence because of the performances and the costumes and uh, Maxwell's American accent, I have no point of reference for what any of this means.
0: Yeah, I agree. In fact, I might have – I'm like, was I even Googling Dallas instead of Dynasty? But i was trying to figure this out. There's We're professionals,
1: tip. folks. We are 176 episodes into this. <laughs> no, I, she said Dallas. No, it was definitely no, a know, Dynasty I... parody. It's Dynasty. It's the show that Liz Gillies yes, is yes, on yes. right now. Okay,
0: good, good. I was just – I was worried I had just really – Dallas is
1: a different show.
0: No, I know. I just thought I had screwed it up. No, I was and right. She was just... being Linda Evans. Yeah.
1: Fran. Fran was being Linda Evans, I believe. No, I
0: think she was- Or Joan Collins. She was being Alexis Colby. She was being Joan Collins. Joan Collins, okay. Yeah, Joan Collins. Yeah. But so, because this show was a little before, it was before our time, which is why we're not as in the know about it, but it was obviously a huge show. Like our parents, like, you know, it was the kind of show they still talk about. It was our um, parents,
1: um, what would be the modern day equivalent of like- No, that's not modern anymore. Uh, Bridgerton. No. It was our parents Bridgerton. Like it was, it was, it was just like juicy drama set in like a, I mean, I mean, I guess it's on now. It was our parents' dynasty because it is a show that's currently airing. So I guess this whole thing is pretty <laughs>
0: stupid. Well, but so she goes, she's like, I'll be just like Alexis in dynasty. We cut to this fantasy sequence where she's playing Alexis who was sort of like the, who used to be played by Joan Collins. Oh, actually, a- that's
1: my question for this episode. Is, sorry to interrupt you. Is Are
0: you Sorry. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, my question for the episode is, uh, if you're a fan of the primetime current CW Dynasty reboot starring Elizabeth Gillies, uh, did if you're a fan of that but never saw the original and then watched this episode, uh, if there's any of that crossover in our audience, which there might be, Did you get all of these references just based on how much the new dynasty is like the old one, or did this also feel alien? I'm very curious about that subsect of audience.
0: This this parody, it has basically Fran playing Alexis. So she's sort of doing an imitation of Joan Collins playing Alexis. Mm -hmm. And Cece is playing the character Crystal, who was like, basically it's like Alexis was the ex-wife, like the evil ex-wife. Crystal is sort of like the new young wife to this tycoon named Blake. And Mr. Sheffield plays Blake. And they're all doing incredible impersonations of each of these people. Like I Googled like, you know, clips from the show and it was just insane. And Fran Drescher's um, Alexis, amazing so funny and of course it ends with like one thing that I did know even without watching Dynasty is it was you know famous for their like fight scenes between women like they were so drama and so like melodramatic and literally this scene culminates with Fran and Cece but like in character grabbing each other by the shoulders shaking each other like rolling Which over the pulling their wigs yeah yes. so, <laughs> it was just it was so funny, to the point where I was like oh my god Sean I would love it if we staged the <gasps>
1: Victoria, we that's our, Toya, so That's our follow-up to uh, Laverne and Shirley video.
0: Yes. Didn't we have we, another follow-up that we were gonna?
1: We did, and then we forgot it and never shot it.
0: Yeah, but like just the idea of like <laughs> the kind of like very stage shaking. Of the yes. <laughs> but it was it was so well done, and like the physical agility of these two actors. Go we'll get the big blonde
1: wig and come over here today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So-
1: chunk you and throw you around my apartment.
0: <laughs> it's It looks so fun. But again, the, the actresses showed real physical agility. They had to hurdle themselves over a couch. Let's, and never-
1: let's film this. I mean, we're so <laughs> behind on episodes that it's we don't have enough time to pull this off. But I was going to say, let's film this. In January and right before I throw my Christmas tree away. And then you can do a <laughs> shot where you throw me into the Christmas tree.
0: <laughs> Let's, do it. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Okay. Listen, <laughs> listeners, keep us honest and remind us of what the other thing we wanted to film was. <laughs> Please. And then we'll do it. Um, and okay. oh, also, if you guys want to, do your own and send, send them, post them. Oh my so God, yes.
1: If anyone out there wants to film their own Dynasty parody uh, of a uh, cat fight and send it to us, <laughs> that is amazing and we'll post it everywhere, everywhere but possible.
0: But hey, be safe. Don't get hurt. Don't do anything dangerous.
1: Yeah, don't do anything <laughs> I wouldn't do.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so, okay, so we have that and then we cut back to John Stewart and Fran on the couch. They're really making out hardcore now. And kind of the thrust of all this is that Fran now kind of has it in her head, like, I'm going to move on, like Alexis from Dynasty. And, you know, oh, Mr. Sheffield will really regret ever letting me go. And um, then the next morning, it's Fran coming down to breakfast. She's, you know, just floating on air. She's so happy. She's literally like, raise your hand if you're in love. Um, and, we, we also get this great beat. Cece comes into the room, trailed by Val, and she's like, stop following me because uh, they had had like a brief interaction at the swing club where uh, Cece refers to Val by her first name. And she's like, Miss Babcock, you know my name? <laughs> and she's literally like so thrilled with this. And now she's attached herself to Cece and, she, and literally Cece's like, stop following me. I, I, like, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't like you. And, and Val's like, I know I'm not stupid, but why? And follows her out. <laughs>
1: this was my favorite part of this. Like, you breezed past it earlier, and I was going to bring it up in favorite moments because the whole exchange with Cece and Val is great. So we, we, we can get to that when we get to segments. Oh,
0: I literally wrote, I love this. Give me more Val and Cece. And I go, Ugh. and then I go, is there Val and Cece fanfic out there? <laughs> Like, I know we keep
1: um, talking about we're gonna write a series finale, but can we also write a Valen C C spin-off show?
0: Were there lovers?
1: Yes. Sold. You had me at lovers. <laughs> like they they, um, they both eventually realize that they're gay and they end up together.
0: Well, she divorces yes, well, Miles. You- All joking aside, whether or not they're lovers or not, they are hilarious duo together. And this is the kind of thing that as we've talked about before, you only can really get once you get four or five seasons into a show where you've sort of exhausted all other pairing opportunities. And so the writers kind of start throwing different people together and it can just work so well. It's so fun. Um, Well, so then, you know, she's, they're at breakfast, they're, you know, Fran's in a great mood, but then Sylvia comes in and she is livid because Fran had invited Val to be her plus one at the wedding that they're going to, like the family wedding. And Sylvia's like, I can't believe it, Fran. You're taking Val to the wedding? What will the family think? And Fran's like, what, that I'm gay? And Sylvia's <laughs> like, no, I don't mind that. But that you can't do any better than Val?
1: It's <laughs> which,
0: which both so progressive and so cruel.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like, poor Val. <laughs> poor Val, who's done nothing but been a loyal friend to Fran and who we even learned at one point might have even been a smarter, more intelligent person before Fran ruined her brain with ke- firm chemicals. <laughs> is
1: this, uh, this is also the scene where Sylvia's eating the chocolate chip pancakes, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's also one of the best things I've ever seen. Her delivery of there's chocolate chips
0: in the pancakes.
1: <laughs> 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 like he hands her a plate. She looks at it and she just goes, chocolate chip in the
0: pancakes. Then, uh, yeah, but S- Sylvia, just so funny. She's, there's another line that I think I flagged later that was just, it was very simple, but the delivery made it. Um, but then, so we cut to the exterior of the Hillcrest Jewish Center, which I Googled. It's a real synagogue in Queens. I love mm. the authenticity. Mm-hmm. And Fran is there. She's about to walk down the aisle. And you know how it's like the – there's usually like the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. They kind of get paired up with each other as they're like walking in and out. And she is about to walk down the aisle and she gets paired with this guy and it's Bob. And they literally – they kiss on the mouth and she's like, oh, my God, Bob, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? And then Sylvia stands up and goes, "Ah, cute. Let me get a picture of you with your cousin." And then, and then you realize Bob and Fran are cousins and I'm assuming i was thinking that means first maybe not first cousin who knows
1: i means- forgot what this episode was called and i gasped <laughs> i did i completely i completely we were watching like i i just i wasn't thinking about like the episode title i was just like watching the show and enjoying it and when she when when Sylvia said that i went
0: oh <laughs> i know and hey I'm going to guess they're not first cousins because you usually know all your first cousins, but there could be a second cousin that you have not seen in years. Yeah. And I do think they might've had the sex because they were adults and they were making out pretty hardcore. Yeah. It and- felt like
1: a first or or uh, like a second or third cousin kind of thing to me because they, had, they didn't know each other, recognize each other. They didn't have similar last names. Like you assume they had some conversations in their couple of dates that they went on about like, you know, their pasts. So like- I think for there to be, like, zero, like, oh, really? You know that person? Or, oh, you were in that area? Like, says that they're probably pretty far apart, no?
0: Yeah, so you're saying it's yeah. kosher. You're saying it's-
1: I think 50%. it's- I mean, I think, like, on the incest scale, it's, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the next scene, we have Fran crying in the living room of the mansion.
1: Um, I hated the whole rest of this episode. I thought it was really weird. <laughs>
0: By I made hate way. it, but it is fine. Right. Um, okay. So Mr. Sheffield is, you know, kind of consoling Fran and she's like, I just don't understand it, Mr. Sheffield. Like every time I think I've met someone, something weird happens. Like something must be so wrong with me. And he kind of gets out on one knee and he's like, oh, Miss Fine, I-, I can't stand seeing you so upset. I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago because like, I don't want you, you know, I don't want you. With all these random men who break your heart anymore, and she's like, and she's like, hold on, hold on. I think this is a lipstick moment. And she <laughs> grabs her purse to take to put lipstick on because she clearly thinks he's going to propose. And he <laughs> goes, "I'm going to send you to a therapist." <laughs> and then how insulting! She goes, I know, I know, <laughs> and then she goes. It's not a lipstick moment. It's a cake moment. And then she starts eating cake instead. But was no, super insulting. Super How insulting. insulting. Like you need therapy. Yeah. I'm like, sir, you need therapy. Yeah. Her problem is that you need therapy. Yeah. Bro, uh, she's not the one who's
1: terrified every time a family member shows up. Like, give me a break. Yeah,
0: who, who can't admit his feelings Mr. for her. Sheffield.
1: Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I said that out loud. I went, oh, Mr. Sheffield.
0: <laughs> what? Wait, I was gonna say, is that the first time we've said the title of the podcast like in earnest without it being in reference to the podcast?
1: I think it might be. <laughs> we need to
0: start this episode. <laughs> oh my god, that's got to count for something. Yeah,
1: put this one in canon. There's
0: gotta. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, season four, episode thirteen, the episode we first had one of us say, "Oh, Mister Sheffield." We cut to a to Fran in a therapist office, played by actor Spalding Gray. And yes. I saw on MBD, he appears on nine episodes of The Nanny as this doctor. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I don't know if it's like Fran's therapist uh, for a lo- the long term. I, I guess guess He's I gonna like-
1: pop back. I mean, Spalding Gray is very funny and tragic, but um, I guess he's gonna keep popping back up.
0: He is basically like, okay, Fran, you know, we're going to just start off by playing a very simple word association game. It can, you know, literally anything that I say, just think of whatever comes to your head. Literally every word, sh- she associates it with marriage. He's like, man. And she goes, wife. And then he goes, doctor. And she goes, and Mrs. And yep. then she, he this goes. This is a good bit. Yeah, it was. She goes, pen, and she he goes, pen, and she goes, prenup. <laughs> and it was very creative and like they're yeah. very good at like upping, you know, yes, mm-hmm. And um he tells her, he's like, he's like, you know, Fran, I I think you clearly have an obsession with marriage. And and I think what we need to do is we need to build up your confidence. Um because that's what's going to make you happy, like not marriage. Otherwise, you're just going to end up in an unhealthy codependent relationship. He's like, like the one I had with my ex wife. And she goes, So you're single?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, which made me laugh. Um, and we, we cut to a few evenings later. Fran is about to go out you know, to like a bar or a club with Fran, but she's wearing like very baggy oversized clothes, like really not the usual, you know, Fran outfits we're used to. And yeah. Mr. Sheffield comes in and he asks her how therapy's going. And she's like, great. You know, he told me to stop obsessing about marriage and to just let go of the fact that you took back that thing you said to me. And then Mr. Sheffield's like, excellent. Like he's a genius. <laughs> and And then she goes, Oh, oh, and then he's like, "Miss Finer, are, are you going out like that?" <laughs> She's like, "Oh yeah." Also, because of therapy, I don't dress for men anymore, so no more walking around in skimpy little outfits, jumping on your on your desk in short skirts. <laughs> and he's clearly not happy about this, which I thought was so toxic. But of yeah. course, it turns out this is just part of Fran's plan all along. Because as soon as she and Val walk out the door and close it behind them, she like takes off the baggy clothes to reveal skimpy dress, and. She's like, Val, does Mrs. Sheffield look depressed? And Val like, kind of looks in through the window and she goes, uh-huh. And then Brian goes, that means therapy's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's also so toxic. I That made me laugh really hard. Then the last little scene is just like, so Sylvia and Fran are at the therapist's office together, clearly doing some sort of family session. And he goes, happy. And they go, meal. And he goes, cold. And they go, cut. And he's like, house. And they're like, of pancakes. (laughs) And it was just super funny. And then, hey, the final, final button only reaffirms my dream of Cece and Val, where it was just that this really fun scene of they're back at that swing club. And Fran and Val are dancing together. And then Cece marches in, taps Fran on the soldier on the shoulder and cuts in. And then she and Val are happily dancing, which yep. I just thought was so fun. It this it's just really fun to see cast members like just having fun together. Agreed. It was cute. Yeah. You know, like when we, like when we do our swing shows. <laughs> um, but okay, should yeah. we get into segments? We should segment into segments. Clever. Can't believe we've never done that before. I know. And now, segments So Segments Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments I to say we can move on to our segments And now Segments Segments
1: We're back from the song. What do you got? Favorite lines. I want to go first because I have so many things that I liked in this episode. Everything that Val and Cece said in the You Know My Name exchange was amazing. I loved that back and forth. So good. Um, I also liked the line when uh, Jon Stewart says, uh, I hope you like lobster. And (laughs) Fran responds, I hope you like a handsy (laughs) mother-in-law.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait. Can I just quickly cut in to add to that? And that I forgot to say that when Fran starts to fall more and more in love with Jon Stewart, when he goes, he he she's like, You can't park there. It's illegal. And he goes, I'm a doctor. I can park anywhere. <laughs> and she goes, even a you know, red zone outside of Ben and Jerry's. And he goes, like seductively, he goes, even in front of a fire hydrant, in front of a loan's <laughs> yep. and goes like weak at the knees.
1: But yep. sorry, go on. Uh, let's see what else. I also like the um, voiceover at the end of the Dynasty sequence where she, Fran, thinks, "My man, at 29, my life is finally going to be perfect. And then there's a beat and she goes, 29? Man, I'm lying to myself now, which is such a solid bit. I loved it. I thought it was a Mm -hmm. great bit. And you could have never gotten that bit without the voiceover, so it justified the entire voiceover to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I already flagged the chocolate chip pancakes line delivery and her eating the pancakes. I thought that was amazing. Um, And I really liked the running bit with the doctor. Um, Like every time he realizes how – deep Fran's problems go, he picks up the phone and he's like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and add the spa to my house. And then yes. in, in the end, when Fran and her mom are there, he's like, yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, up that to Italian tile in my spa, please. Yes, <laughs> yes. I thought yes. that was good. Uh, all right. Um, that, those were mine. What were yours?
0: Um, I liked that when, when CC joins them at the, begar- at the bar at the beginning, Fran's like, no, join us. You know, we'll talk, you know, just cause I hang around kids all day doesn't mean I can't engage in intelligent adult conversation. And then she's like, so when was the last time you had sexola?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: sex-ola. That just made me laugh. So It was so juvenile, made me laugh so hard. Sexola. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so silly. Um, I really liked that, um, After Niles has said like a number of very disrespectful things to Mr. Sheffield in a row to the point where Mr. Sheffield looks at him in a kind of like, okay, like you're going to get fired way. Niles just goes, sir, can I have some time off to see a doctor about this self-destructive behavior? (laughs) (laughs) Which which is both manipulative, but also like, (laughs) like it's not my fault. And and the thing is, I bet you that um, because of their incredibly codependent relationship, that is something Mr. Sheffield would pay for
1: Oh yeah, probably. I don't um, know
0: like that. Yeah. And then I also really like this beat where um later in the episode, when we've established that Val's been following Cece around all week, um, it becomes clear that Cece clearly changed her phone number, but told Val <laughs> that it like just got disconnected or something. And then and then um <laughs> Val's like, Don't worry though. Niles gave me a new number. And then Cece goes, Oh, did he? I'll just have to go and thank him. And then she picks up a large umbrella. Where, so she's clearly going to go <laughs> beat him with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love I, – I still like love a, a slapsticky sort of like someone's going to go like, oh, you know. I
1: mean, yeah. It, it It's funny when they can make like, like Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner level like jokes without <laughs> without having to like – Show it like it's very yeah. funny. The idea that she just goes like cocks him <laughs> on the head with a mallet, you know. Yes,
0: and he's gonna be yeah. like what? Yeah. Um, for you. Oh, did you have anything else?
1: No, no, no,
0: no. This was such a fun episode. It worked plot wise, like it all worked together so well and so funny. For mm-hmm. Yiddish, we we had schlub, which we've had in the past, which is just yep. like a slob, and then. We have some update on Yiddish from a previous episode, um, because if you'll recall, when we were talking about the car show, Fran uses the word "goodderm." She's like, oh, like I'm, my derm hurts, and, and we could not figure out what that meant. We like tried to Google it. So we asked the listeners. We were like, if you guys know, let us know, and you did. Um, one of our listeners named Rob Dietrich, I might be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, from Berlin wrote in, and he wrote, Hi, honeys. Love the show, both yours and the nanny, of course. Since Yiddish has a lot of German roots, gaderm or gadarm in German literally means guts or bowels. And he's like, so, you know, you are kind of right in thinking she was like, oh, like, I I have a pain in my stomach. I'm so nervous. It was when she was going to meet Barbara Streisand.
1: I love it. I love so cool. that we have a person that listens to this show in Germany. It's mind-blowing to me. The internet is a crazy and, place. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? That's crazy that we there's someone listening I, to you and I do this in Germany.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that it honestly, even though I know it like intellectually, it, it still just feels like we're, even though we were just saying we only do this because of our listener engagement, I think I still just feel like it's you and me talking in a box. <laughs> and then, well, that
1: is what it feels like. And then there's like this weird pocket, like these weird bursts of like, oh, right. Someone in Germany is listening to this. I'm so sorry. So weird. I, I wish we could be better than we are. <laughs> <I>
0: know,
1: <laughs> you guys, I if know. we could be better, we would be better for you. But we, <laughs> just- but but that also means we're doing our absolute best. We are genuinely trying our hardest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. It's just, just if anything, pity us. <laughs> it's, it's like Barney from The Simpsons. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. Exactly. <laughs> but okay. So okay, trivia this week. You're gonna I was gonna say you're gonna love it. I don't know that you will. Okay. <laughs> so I made a joke earlier about wishing there was Val CC fan fiction out there. For those of you who don't know, fan fiction is where fans of a uh, movie or TV show or you know comic book. They kind of take storylines into their own hands and they write their own storylines. It's hugely popular and, to be honest, often gets pretty filthy and dirty. And uh, those usually have, like, mature warnings on them because a lot of times people just want to take two characters they want to, you know, see romance between and they just kind of, like, blow it up into a whole, like, erotic story.
1: Also known as slash fiction, I believe.
0: I thought slash fiction was only when it's gay erotica. I, oh, maybe.
1: I thought it was just erotica in general. I thought when when fan fiction becomes uh, just like er- erotica, then it's just like slash fiction. No. It's just Listen- like, you just want to write these characters having sex.
0: Hey, listeners, if you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I looked into it. There is a lot of nanny fan fiction out there. Um, I couldn't. I actually find Val CC specifically though I admittedly did not look too deep. What I did see a lot of was Fran Maxwell scenarios and I would say the most mm. popular are the Nile CC scenarios and though I, I did see one Brighton in Love with CC scenario. Ew. And I thought well we have to remember he's like probably 20 by the time the show ew. ends so still ew. I still he, ew. I know I know. Ew. Um <laughs> but, ew. hey if one of our listeners wrote that we apologize for Sean's for what? Rude. <laughs> rude.
1: No, we don't. No, no, no. Come on. He's a, a boy. He's a young boy. <laughs> um, that, that, it's a little ew. I'm not judging yeah. you for writing it. I'm just saying the concept <laughs> is a little ew. And it is. I, I don't know what you want. You're free to write whatever well, you want. Well, good, Sean, like. because
0: guess what? I wrote it. <laughs> okay. Well, the concept's a little ew.
1: It gives me a <laughs> no, little okay. bit of the ick.
0: Uh, so. In the spirit of the fan fiction, I am going to read to you the first paragraph of a story called Electricity by an author named Jonesy No. Oh. You're not listening to me. Just let me finish a sentence and then you would have known who wrote it. An excerpt from a story called Electricity by an author named Jonesy 219. It takes place right after the infamous ping pong match in the episode... Tattoo <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to read the first paragraph Let me get my glasses on <laughs> I
1: almost wish You had written one for this Okay go
0: ahead <laughs> So And this is on the site Fanfiction.ws And then there's some numbers I'm sure you can just find it by googling Nanny Fanfiction Electricity Jonesy 219 So remember this was after uh, the ping pong match Where they then went and had dinner Fran had a little groan and patted her full stomach, weaving a little as she walked down the resort hallway. Oy, what a meal. Maxwell chuckled alongside her, a little unsteady on his feet as well. I certainly didn't expect a resort in Bermuda to have the best Italian I've eaten in a while, but here we are, he mused. <laughs> After working up a little bit of a sweat during their epic ping pong match, the two had headed to the restaurant downstairs for a meal and a nightcap. Maxwell's head swam a bit as he tried to remember how many glasses of Pinot Noir had accompanied the mushroom risotto he had chosen, and found the answer eluded him. Fran stumbled a little, giggling, and Maxwell shushed her with a grin. Someone's a little tipsy, he whispered loudly. Speak for yourself. I only had one amaretto sour, Fran slurred in a reply, tossing her hair and almost toppling over when the movement made her head spin. Maxwell's warm hands caught her around the waist before she could fall, sending a wave of goosebumps across her skin. After their, super star- <laughs> after their supercharged game of ping-pong, she had temporarily forgotten the electricity in the air between them. But she felt the familiar tingle race down her spine the second Maxwell's fingers made contact with the bare skin of her torso. <laughs> wow, wow, there you have it. There you have it. And if you guys want to read more, you know where to find it wow. now.
1: This is officially the steamiest episode of this show we've ever done. I'm literally wiping my glasses off right now. They're so fogged up.
0: I am literally rock hard right now. (laughs) I wish I could finish a joke that I say without laughing before I finish. That's my goal for myself for 2023. I ruined so many jokes by laughing halfway through.
1: Yeah, you got to get the straight man bit going a little harder.
0: Now let's move on to who we related to most in this episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this this is actually this, I was gonna say this is actually incredibly appropriate. I wrote I related to Niles because I can go too far with the jokes, mm. and then sometimes I have to apologize or say I didn't mean that. So, you're I, I apologize, listeners. <laughs>
1: yeah um okay so who am i the fran or the cc or whom man i guess i'm also niles because i also go very far with jokes (laughs) i take things way too far and i didn't really i I didn't really relate to anyone else in this yeah yeah i mean i think we've proven on the show time and time again that we're both that person so
0: (laughs) yeah i mean the amount of jokes we've had to cut because we thought better of it later uh folks,
1: if you love what you hear, then please rate and mm-hmm. review us on whatever podcasting app is the closest one to you. Five stars, a glowing review. It helps other people find the thing, it bumps it up in the algorithm, it does all sorts of magical things for us. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at oMrChefPod oh to communicate with us and chat. We love uh, all of the feedback that we get and all the interaction we get from listeners. Um, also, if you've got an email you want to send, uh, oh, Mr. Sheffield podcast at gmail.com. And on that note, I just want to say one last word. Do you know what that word is, Toria? What is it? Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. But you're right. Goodbye. Go <laughs> the blushing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine.